0: everybody feels good? Let's get into it. I'm just going to take a quick chug of wine. Delicious.
1: It's feeling like milk. Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's mm, damn, <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk.
0: I have nipples, Greg. Could
1: you milk Could me? you milk me?
0: Welcome back to Aged Like Milk, the podcast where we talk about films that have gone bad over time in the mind fridge of your mind. I am your host, Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me, of course, is David William
1: Rogers. Hello. Oh, hey, what's up? Didn't see you there. What's going Uh, on? Oh, I'm just hanging out.
0: Yeah, yeah, standard. David, we have an exciting guest joining us today, but before we get into that, what is the film?
1: We are doing the film, Return to Oz, 1985, written and directed by Walter. I refer to him as Walt. Um, Merch, I believe his last name is, M-U-R-C-H. So mm-hmm. yeah, very, uh, I think this is gonna be an interesting one just on my perspective. <laughs> so- <laughs> <Yes>.
0: Well, <laughs> let's chat quickly about what the film is about. David, I think it's your turn.
1: Okay. Kind of, I was hoping you were going to ask me this. What
0: is this movie about?
1: Okay. So you got this little girl that lives in Kansas, right? Um, she had some issues. Her family had some issues with a terrible tragedy of a tornado that wrecked their house. They're they're on the mend. They're trying to rebuild. Okay. Her uncle, he's having some, some issues with his leg. Okay. Uh, not Gam Gam, almost said Gam Gam, but Auntie M. Auntie M. And Auntie M is trying to keep things together, keep the the hens where they're supposed to be. Trying to get Dorothy some sleep, she's an insomniac now because all the trauma, and so <laughs> they they leave Toto, Toto behind, and they got to go to some psychiatrist who Auntie M borrowed money from her sister to try to do this thing right. So they're on like their double mortgage because they're trying to be rebuild a new house. And they take her into the city. Um, she's about to do some TikToks, but then they're going <laughs> to like erase her, her memory with some electrotherapy. And then she gets into these adventures. Uh, we don't know if this is fantasy, real, what's going on, doctors, wheelers, I don't know. And I am very interested to uh, speak with you and our guest about this movie
0: great synopsis yeah it's uh it's supposed to be the sequel kind of the sequel to the wizard of oz but we're gonna get into that but before we do we want to welcome our guest julie Did i say your last name
2: right yeah yeah amazing.
0: well i could have butchered it and you probably still would have agreed with me because you're so lovely julie's here julie is a writer director she's phenomenal we were friends through the pandemic. We were friends before the pandemic, but we really kept each other sane through the pandemic. We did a lot of check-ins, we did a lot of writing sprints. Julie, tell us a little bit about yourself and you have some exciting things coming up. Hello.
2: Hey, hi. Thanks for having me. Um and I have to I have I should probably confess that this movie is one of my <laughs> Oh yeah,
0: Julie chose this movie. Yeah,
2: this is one of my favorite movies. this has been in my my uh my over I don't know, my my back drawer for a long time. But um So I'm from New York City. Originally uh, came out of the theater world. Uh, I made a feature film a couple of years ago called Moved that came out in 2015, brought me to LA. And then I uh, have been writing and working on stuff since. And I made a horror film, Three Days, called Three Days that came out in 2019 and is now on altar and just uh, pushing the rock up the mountain since then. Right. And something's happening with the
0: Tribeca Film Festival.
2: Yeah, I co-wrote. Actually, I co-wrote a uh, children's comedy that is having its world premiere in Tribeca. It's called Cupid's. I co-wrote it with my dear friend and the film's director, Zoe Martinson. And it's actually that film that sort of put me in the mindset of like revisiting a lot of children, children's films, children forward adventure films, like Mm. films where kids are the leads and have sort of fantastical adventures and reminded me of, of this film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's shaping up to be a good summer.
0: Yeah, exciting stuff. Well, we love filmmakers on this podcast. So you kind of touched on why you chose it. You've been thinking about children forward films. Let's talk about the history of Return (laughs) to Oz. What is going on?
2: 1985, right? Right. So, so you know, and I didn't know this as a kid, obviously. I was born in the early 80s. I think I didn't see this movie until way after it was in theaters. And I guess it tanked in theaters. Right. <laughs> saw this movie not in theaters. I guess I saw it, you know, I picked it from a box on the on the shelf at Tower Video. Um, and then, of course, watched it approximately 150 more times <laughs> 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 between then and now. Um, and yeah, I think uh, I always just, I liked how scary it was. I'm also like a person who loved the Muppets, obviously like labyrinth and like those sort of darker eighties kids films where kids went missing and dealt with grief and lots of other (laughs) mature themes that have been sort of uh, rock polished for kids today. Um, But yeah, I mean, this movie has electroshock therapy in its first five minutes. Right. (laughs) And, and destruction. And um, so anyway, so yeah, so uh, merch, I guess the longer story is, Wizard of Oz came out in 1939 mm-hmm. based on um, the first book of uh, L. Frank Baum. And then there was sort of like a quiet period. And then Disney bought r- bought the rest of Baum's Wizard of Oz books in like the 50s. Mm-hmm. And those kind of sat around for a whole bunch of years until the rights were about to expire. Mm-hmm. And then Merch pitched the idea to Disney of making like... A kind of gritty you know no nolan-esque uh, proto nolan uh, take on the wizard of Oz books and uh, they yeah. were like sure fine whatever. well he was
0: coppola's editor yes. right or yeah. cutter
2: i wrote i don't know and also george lucas Ah, okay. yeah so he'd worked with a lot of really cool guys but he'd never directed a film before right and he's never directed a film since I, which sadly because <laughs> i think this is like, I think he should direct another one very soon. Please tell him so.
0: Maybe we can get him on the podcast. Maybe we can tell him how much of a fan Julie is. But I, that, I think that's right. So this film, there's like a 40-something gap. I think it's 46 years between when the first one came out and when this one came out. And I think it's actually, one fun fact was that it's in the Guinness World Book of Records as the longest period of time between sequels, oh, prequels and sequels. Interesting. So. Good for them. Didn't make a ton of money at the time. In fact, I believe I have some reviews here in my hot little hands of what people were saying. Well, first of all, the DVD blurb of Return to Oz. If you loved The Wizard of Oz, you'll love accompanying Dorothy on this second thrilling adventure. Mm. Now I'm going to go out on a limb and say these movies feel very different. Um, Dorothy... (laughs) Looks a little different, but wait. Before we jump into that, yes, I want to find my. Oh, okay, here we go. So Gene Siskel said, "Don't." <laughs> that was it. That was the whole review. Um, Variety at the time called it an astonishingly somber, melancholy, and sadly unengaging trip back to a favorite land of almost every American's youth, mm. and I think that's uh, that's pretty pretty unfair. <laughs> So that's yeah. a rough review to read if you're a first time director.
2: Yeah, soup's unfair. Um, yeah, also, MGM had made uh, the original Re- Wizard of Oz, and that movie obviously had Judy Garland and you know, somewhere over the rainbow and some of the most memorable, beautiful ballads ever put to to paper. Um, this has zero songs. <laughs> um zero songs (laughs) and a whole new (laughs)
0: cast of friends yeah
2: a room full of heads uh lots of um lots of goings on in this film that are quite different
1: and they're trying to stick more to the books and that's why you get right what you get from this
2: actually apparently and i haven't read the books i I actually it makes me curious to go back and read them but merch apparently was quite loyal to the second and third books
1: Hmm. yeah um but yeah Yeah.
2: but took a darker you know, darker 80s, look at those Well, I
0: would, yeah. I would argue that this is a horror film for kids. Yeah, sure. David, Definitely. what do you think?
1: I'm just, uh, he said, I read an article that he stayed faithful to the source material, and he drew inspiration from The Marvelous Land of Oz and Oz of Oz. Does that mean that um,
0: the books were scarier than like the Technicolor Dream that we got could, from The Wizard of Oz? Could be.
1: I mean, maybe that one was like more produced, like you said, you had uh, Judy Garland and you had some great music in that. And I don't think uh, young Dorothy sang once in this one. Oh
0: no,
2: there's no music.
1: <laughs> so. also,
2: even in that first film, you know, that, that witch melts. That lady melts into yeah. the ground. Yeah, the monkeys. Monkeys sucker. are scary, a house gets dropped yeah. It's I
0: terrifying, mean, it's know. true. Yeah. but But I would say, I think that this is a horror film for kids. And I think at least the first third is so scary even me as an adult i was like this is kind of fucked up which i think leads us to kind of talk to the idea of mental health in this so david you touched on it in the synopsis she basically gets carted off to an insane asylum is what it looks like an old victorian insane asylum there's nurses are terrifying the orderlies are terrifying the guy is super terrifying he's got this machine and he's like it's not scary look it's got a face and it's actually terrifying and then there's this girl and the reflection that's like i'm gonna help you get the fuck out of here because bitch you should not (laughs) be in this place so but i think you know you touched on it david like they talk about mental health quite a bit in the beginning like she's come back from this beautiful place she's depressed she can't get out of bed she's in she's an insomniac Let's talk about it. Do you think that that was a very deliberate choice from the director's point of view?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's also probably Bond's point of view. So he was married to a suffragette. He was married Ah. to a suffragette, a super feminist. I think he started, I think he wrote Wizard of Oz and started the collection in 1900. Oh, wow. So, like, obviously, women who had opinions were put in. They (laughs) must be crazy. (laughs) They're crazy. They were locked up. So, this is sort of a comment on. And Dorothy is being not willing they don't understand but they are she is being gaslit by the rest of her family for claiming to have visited a fantastical place like she says i've been there they say no you haven't so we're gonna zap your brain until you don't think you were right so that's like the first movie is like oh my god childlike wonder and
0: then they get back and they're like you didn't do yeah. any of
2: that yeah. yeah yeah this is like you know the next next six months from then the you, story doesn't hold up you know them. at the
0: end of the 1939 version she you know she's like lying in bed and she's like you were there and you were there and the auntie m's like the fuck is she
2: talking about <laughs> yeah. so yeah you know tough time to be a little girl who went to a fantasy land yeah tough time
1: but that's in some of the stuff i was reading too you got disney who ton of themes throughout their movies believe in fantasy engage with these fantasy worlds be a kid at heart and then you got wizard of oz which a little more like grandiose with the yellow brick road and everything and um the wizard of oz and everything you saw in that movie and then this one it's a little bit darker and you got these rock monsters it's a lot darker, uh, and these yeah. wheelers yeah the so wheel- I, I mean maybe the they didn't have the same so budget scary. but yeah, yeah it def- but it, it definitely like, didn't have the same it, this same kind of theme, though, though, like you're trying to talk this little girl out of her fantasy world. And it's like, do you let her be a kid and grow out of it eventually? Or is it real? Like, is she really going to this place? Um, something interesting. I read that it was between like her going back and forth between the fantasy world and reality is kind of what was giving her issues that she didn't choose one over the other and there's a bunch of devices throughout this movie it's like was she using tiktok for you know to speak one way um or the pumpkin the jack-o'-lantern right where she was like taking care of the jack-o'-lantern talking about spoiled spots on his head and she was kind of being the mother in that well he actually even said can can i call you mom and she's like okay sure so she's kind of you know having yeah so if like if she if it isn't um, and that's reality. how pumpkin
0: spice lattes were born. Yeah,
1: she's um, kind of like, <laughs> kind of coaching herself from up.
0: Nursing, I don't know. I was trying to make <laughs> a gross <laughs> joke. No, you're yeah. right. You're right. Uh, I think you make a really good a good point there because like, also it's kind of unfair. Like she's not a very active participant in the way that she gets to Oz these both, these times, right? The first movie in 1939, she swept up in a tornado. In this one, she falls into a river and then she gets to Oz in a storm if that's correct so like neither time like she she wants to get back there at the beginning of the film like she can't stop talking about it of course why wouldn't you want to live in Oz versus Kansas like shitty Kansas after a after a hurricane or tornado or whatever and yet she's being swept away by forces outside of her control so very interesting point that you make, David.
2: Yeah, I saw something, I, I read something interesting. And again, it's worth looking at Baum's books probably, but he, I guess he wanted to write sort of contemporary fairy tales. And again, this is like 1900 without morality, hmm. like it was like without an emphasis on a moralizing point to the end of the story, you know, like, and this is why you don't blah, blah, blah. So he wanted just to create a story where a kid went on an adventure and particularly a girl. It is interesting too. I'm thinking about these things resurfacing in the 80s with like Jim Henson and Labyrinth and more female uh, protagonists Mm -hmm. sort of entering the center of the screen. And they aren't sexualized, obviously. They're young women and they're just on an adventure and how that sort of had changed up to that point and changed after that point. But there was a real space here for young girls to go and Just have. Be, adventure. And also I'm
0: thinking of like Narnia too. Yeah, I don't know yeah. when those came out exactly, but I think it was our sa- I think the same the year. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you know, like it's, you're right. Like you, you make a good point, but also to your point, like with Pan's Labyrinth, there was mm-hmm. this like, Hey, we can make freaky deaky movies that kids will watch. Like, I don't know if Pan's Labyrinth is technically a kid's movie. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me as an adult, yeah. to be honest. And there were tense moments in this too. Like you keep talking about the wheelies and they are basically like cyberpunk, half human, half machine creatures. And they are scary as shit. And I, they and they say they're gonna tear her apart. That's what they say. Yeah,
2: I also like this movie. I, I also I wonked out a little bit watching this movie again as an adult because, oh my gosh, I got so excited about the story structure. <laughs> with all of these so all of these like um adult characters that are that are in the preface like the doctor and the nurse and the uh, the tenant the guy that wheels the things they all turn out to be villains mm-hmm. like um parallel universe versions of themselves mm-hmm. in oz and it's just so cool like it's just so inventive and so cool and so layered that those faces would reappear in this other way and yeah it's hard to tell whether or not that's totally fantasy and invented or whether that's just like well, it's those- it's kind of the reverse of The Wizard of Oz because her friends are people yes. from her life. So oh, in course. this, it's
0: like the evil people, yeah, kind of come back. So that's an interesting. Oh,
2: very good, very good. Yes, that's a very
0: interesting mm. use. Um, but you guys both kind of touched on it. I think it's important to talk about the role of women in this. So, David, you said it too. Like she's kind of portraying a lot of different roles as a young woman. She's like kind of a mother to Jack. She's an adventurer she's an inventor and then we have these other women characters so a big character in the original wizard of oz is uh the good witch galena linda glinda 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 the good witch look (laughs) at us we know movies in this one she doesn't really play a part but what we do have is a terrifying witch (laughs) who can change out her heads terrifying Mombi. (laughs) Mombi. She's scary. And then we also have the girl in the mirror who turns out to be Asma.
1: She's right. a princess. Right. That becomes king or queen.
0: Right. But I think the, the women that they put in this are very, very interesting. And it's very interesting. Like, obviously, we could get drunk and talk about, like, what that represents. But I did think it was fascinating that this queen Mambi, like, she's obsessed with being young and stealing youth. And, like, you know, that's something that is very interesting to talk about in films because i don't think women always talk about fearing and she and she's so bitter about it
2: yeah and she's terrifying she literally steals people's heads and puts them in a glass case <laughs> that's <laughs> but I she pretty distinctly uh, remembers some childhood it, nightmares right yeah
1: but and if you're going to aging though she said she wants to lock up dorothy till she gets older to have one of her heads and there's like symbolism because i think dorothy was in room 31 and uh mambi's main head or main form was in case 31 with the powder of life was in interesting. uh yeah so that that is it's super interesting reading some of these like psychiatry articles that about people the film? Bro- yeah but bro- broke down the film because they're saying like dorothy used some of these characters as a voice to like speak back to her mm. right which is super interesting, like the playing the mom to the scarecrow or the pumpkinhead guy. Um, you know, something that she probably heard her aunt Jack, say.
0: His name is Jack Pumpkinhead. Yeah,
1: that it's Jack Pumpkinhead, and that she could play, you know, and that's the, like getting back North, to her reality. The
0: Massachusetts pumpkinheads, you know, yeah. that family. Very, yeah,
1: fan- yeah I mean, very, nice. very fancy people. Um, so, policies. yeah, it, it's, yeah, I, I think you once I've never even heard about this movie, but New now you, uh, that I've seen it, and I've read a little bit on it to like watch it with the different, that kind of perspective um, is interesting because you have, because yeah. the way she lives in it, you have the fact that she wants to be in this fantasy world and you can watch it as, oh, this is real. This is a fantasy world. So you can kind of believe what Dorsey, Dorothy's believing, or you can be like, oh shit, this girl's in trouble. <laughs> and you can kind of take it from what some healthcare professionals, how they would look at it. And it's two different movies at that point.
0: Yeah yeah no i'm sure there was some thought process that goes into it but what's interesting to me is that people just watched this film and just outright dismissed it like when it came out but yeah. i agree with you david i think when you start to scratch the surface of this film because you and i both saw it for the first time thanks to julie
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I, I hope I've, <laughs> I've
0: never <laughs> even heard of this movie okay first of all though we love feruza bulk because oh. we did the craft okay. and yeah this. david's been sending me gifts of her from the craft which i feel like <laughs> they could be from this movie but she is i think she was nine or ten years old when she got this film just bonkers it, it's so bonkers she is so young and she's carrying this movie for so long because she's really working against puppets and stuff and it was her first feature so that is a lot for a little yeah. girl.
2: And you're following, like, Judy Garland. And right. Putting on Who was Ruby 16, Clippers.
0: by the way, when she did that, and was supposed to be, like, 11. So, great <laughs> casting, everyone. Good job. Feruza crushed it, I thought.
2: Yeah. She's awesome. She's so great. And she interacts with all those creatures so well. And, and she uh, is depressed, and
0: I think that is logical. I mean, okay, it's like, if you've ever done, like, a play, or if you've ever, ha- like, delivered on a project, there's, like, this weird day of depression the day after. Like, you've been so adrenaline like getting it ready she literally was in a fantasy land with munchkins and talking fucking lions and whatever the shit and now she's back in stupid <laughs> kansas and yeah.
2: and no one believes her and no
0: one believes her of course she's her depressed family is broke family's broke um uncle has a bung leg hasn't finished fixing the house the chicken won't lay eggs belina let's talk about belina yeah. she's like, belina's about to be soup belina's about to be soup which is so sad so chickens i don't know if this is part of the book or if this was just a- this is okay yeah. it is this okay is. good because i was like that is so convenient so the bad guy in this film is called the gnome king hmm. and he's made of rocks and actually i will say that was something that i thought was really cool the faces that kept appearing in the rocks i think it's claymation or something
2: yeah practical effects
0: practical effects all day and they're kind of like watching her go through oz oz is ruined it's a dystopian wasteland. And then, spoiler alert! I mean, it came out in 1985, guys. Um, the gnome king can be destroyed by eggs, which mm-hmm. is a very convenient
2: wrap up to this story. But eggs are poison, yeah. But that is in the book. That is Bomb's like original invention. And I read an interesting tidbit that Bomb, mm-hmm. Bomb uh, actually, up until up through his like 20s, I guess, in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, at fancy chicken raising was a was a craze it oh, was like a tiktok my. dance it was like raising fancy <laughs> chickens was like all the rage among all the young people and he was an accomplished fancy chicken raiser
1: wow <laughs> interesting so he so we deep... are missing
2: out on those <laughs> times oh man i don't know it really makes me makes me want to get into fancy chicken raising listen
1: i think you should
2: yeah. And then if a gnome mm-hmm. king happens to be by coming yeah. by, you can just poison. I was wondering
0: if it was because the director was like allergic to eggs or, mm-hmm. you know, people are allergic to s- stuff. But yeah, it was a silly, silly ending. Um, <laughs> so I mean, what, it,
1: what is what did you guys take from that? Or what did you find? Because I couldn't really find any specific answer about why eggs poisoned the gnome yeah, king I, it was just like oh it's it uh mirrored this random thing and it's like wait that doesn't make any sense to me
2: i think it was just invented mythology which as like frustratingly sort of um pat an answer as that seems hmm. is also kind of amazing because then you're like oh right that's a that's a license that that storytellers have, you can just yeah. invent a mythology, and that's it. Yeah, it's like, like how
0: Superman is. eggs. Yeah, whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> what? You didn't know that rock kings hate eggs? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Isn't you an idiot? What are you? Yeah, you fucking dummy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Come on, man. Day one of university, we found that out. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what are you guys learning in school? What school did you go to?
2: Yeah. Oh.
0: No, I mean, it's you're right. It's an invented mythology. It's can be whatever it, we want it to be, but yeah, essentially to move the plot along of the film. So. Our girl Dorothy arrives back in the dystopian wasteland. Oz is ruined. She's so excited to get back. And then lo and behold, it sucks. And it's because the Gnome King has taken over because he's stolen the emeralds from... Who was the king when she left? It was the Tin Man?
1: Nope. Scarecrow. 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 Became the King of Oz. Became the King of Oz, yeah.
0: And I don't think we ever understand that because when we leave...
1: All living oh. life forms return to stone. That's why TikTok wasn't damaged. And he was like, I'm never alive. <laughs> and then he started doing the dance. That was a great after impression. He <laughs> gets, after it gets wound up. That's yeah. how
0: I dance when I get wound up too. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so so the, so the scarecrow also shout out to the name TikTok, which became yeah. a phenomenally popular app among young people in
1: 2020. But it's like chicken raising. Yeah, just like Fancy. chicken raising.
0: Same old. So, yeah, so Scarecrow is the king, and then it gets ruined. The wheelies are around, the witch is there, and then the Gnome King steals the emeralds. And then the Gnome King, they have to go see him. We're missing a part. She brings to life a sofa tied to a moose head. Yeah, the gump. 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 Yeah. Which I want to ask you guys, <laughs> do we think it's fucked up that she had the power of life? She is cool. God.
1: Dorothy. Cool. What's she, she, doing? she stole it. She magic. stole that.
2: Yeah, no, I know she it's was... magic, but like, yeah.
0: don't you think you'd feel guilty if you brought an inanimate object to life?
2: I don't know. He seems okay with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he can't turn it. very well. Yeah, but His he body... can fly now.
0: His body is a sofa. He
1: seemed happy at the end when they mounted him on the wall.
2: Yeah, I think, it's okay. You think he's okay. He's <laughs> okay. I was like
0: disturbed by that. There were many things that were disturbing about this film. I yeah. found that to be quite disturbing
1: yeah um, it was a little it was yeah, i was like okay so sure she she's just
0: with power bringing things to life now like what if she accidentally like dropped some of that she has this, so she steals this power of life from the witch um and it's like they tie all these things together and she makes a creature and then his body gets eaten by the gnome king but his yeah. head is still there and he's not screaming like yeah what are, I, the, what are the rules I, here does he not
1: well, the uh who says it um the pumpkin they're like well what do you got to do because pumpkin jack-o'-lantern head he didn't have uh any memory before he got the dust pointed on him and then Mm -hmm. gump said last i remember i was in the woods so he he, and then it went dark so he doesn't remember getting killed right he got shot in the woods doc um but i just think funny (laughs) like if he (laughs) If he did That's wake so up, dope. if he did wake up screaming, <laughs> and he's like, Kill me, kill me, get where me are out my of legs? Here. Where are my fucking legs? <laughs> I'm a couch. <laughs> he's just freaking I'm a couch.
0: out. <laughs> Don't sit on me. Yeah. And then the pumpkin guy, like, he's like, Can you check my head for soft spots? Like, pumpkins do rot. Like, what do you tell this guy? You will rot over time. Like a snowman.
1: That's something interesting. I saw because he says he he's young. Yeah, he says he's young and he wants to see the world before he rots basically which connects another thing to like there's what i was reading to dorothy she's young and she doesn't want to give up like her being childish and fantasy before she becomes an adult and loses that uh that mindset basically
0: that's just a lot of like fucked up shit that i think a child if i saw this as a child i'd have a lot of questions like i always felt really sad about like frosty the snowman right like and that's similar to this where it's like. I'm gonna way outlive you, dude. Your head is pumpkin. Your brains are gonna become.
1: But that's like big business, right? With kids and psychologists, psychiatry, and it's kind of the question: Do you let this kid kind of grow out of it? They may be a late developer, and see where they where their mind kind of goes, or you put them in a chair, uh, electroshock therapy, electric electric into the try to rewire their brain, or like put them on drugs, or you know what I'm saying? So. It's uh it's definitely kind of when you look at it through that lens it's kind of interesting because that doctor I think Ozma do you guys think Ozma was real in this
0: I did yeah but then I read something today that it was like her split personality did you read that
1: oh. yeah like her in her fantasy land yeah. she sees herself in the glass she's, she's the she's only blonde. one that interacts mm-hmm. with Ozma in the outside world right mm-hmm. and they touch hands and then they kind of she brings Ozma out of the mirrors. Right. And also, but then I read too that Ozma gave her the pumpkin, like physically when Mm -hmm. she's in the, in the waiting room. So where that, that pumpkin didn't come from nowhere. So I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that.
0: Also, Belina hides in his head. So what Mm -hmm. are the physics there? Like, dude, get out of my brain. Like, where is his brain located? I guess I could ask these same questions of the Tin Man or the the Scarecrow from the original
2: yeah. yeah. yeah,
1: Carly line yeah. didn't have a heart. He was running around.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of symbolism, but I think it's, it. you know, I, not to go too far down this rabbit hole, but please go down <laughs> so the rabbit speak. hole. I love rabbit hole. Would you compare to like a Lewis Carroll to like a bomb and like the reasons and the things that they were writing were very different. Like the point, like from what I understand of bombs books, he really was just trying to create the story and I'm sure it create it was out of a context and it was, a, it was out of a, an intention, but also it was just to create an adventure. So you're obviously burdened with whatever your experiences and your, but he also did a lot of theater. Like, I think he just wanted to create something whimsical.
0: I'm just curious if he was on drugs because <laughs> there's like a lot of whimsical, like I'm like drunk and I'm just like, and then a skin crow comes in line. Okay. And then the second book, a pumpkin face becomes a thing. And there's also a robot. Like, I just feel like no, I loved it. I loved the characters. I specifically okay. love TikTok, which is the, <laughs> he's like, he's like an, uh, he's like a tin man. That's like a fat major. And he's he short. Oil. Yeah. He runs. Yeah. And he runs out and he runs down. So she has to, by the way, she was not very good about taking care of TikTok. Like no. just wind him up every single time you go to wind one up, just wind them all up like his brain. So he has three wind ups: one for movement, one for speech and one for thought. Yeah. And He starts to like lose his mind
2: i noticed that too she could have been better about the winding yeah
0: yeah yeah like it's not really that hard or ask pumpkin face jack Mm -hmm. to 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 deal with it he's He's
1: got stick stick hands he's got sticks for hands um (laughs) what was
0: your favorite supporting
2: character in this my favorite supporting character oh man uh i mean i guess it's got to be belina right like Mm -hmm. belina's a great sidekick she's a chicken (laughs) is she a great sidekick though she's pretty good about being on the lookout for things she's got that chicken brain where she's just like constantly scared of stuff okay I think i appreciate that about her I how also... did she get to oz oh she floated on the on the crate
0: how did she get on the crate from kansas
2: well you just gotta imagine that she popped in there along the she
0: way. went to visit dorothy at the mental asylum she was she was, was, like, a, oh, she she was
1: yeah. a stowaway on the On Auntie M's carriage. That's why Ah. she was a stowaway in Jack Pumpkinhead.
0: Copy that. Oh,
2: yeah. So you
0: love Belina. I mean, it is great that we have a chicken, a female chicken, and a child taking us on this adventure. David, who is your favorite sidekick? Uh,
1: but (laughs) for julie's favorite i thought uh something i read is that she belina was the voice of reason and she was the one keep connecting her real world Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. to her fantasy world she kept reminding her about home so she ends up staying uh, in
2: oz though right yeah it's better for chickens there yeah yeah
1: especially if the rock (laughs) king ever makes a comeback she's got her eggs ready
2: yeah keep him keep him at bay
1: exactly
2: but who is your favorite
1: Uh, oh wow this is such a difficult choice Uh (laughs) (laughs) why david so many so many oh there's just so many so many good ones i i want to say you know the doctor or the Mm. electromagnetic uh or (laughs) electrotherapy machine that becomes TikTok. Yeah, but uh, I think. Oh wait! Think... So the
0: electrotherapy machine becomes TikTok. Yeah. Is that what we're thinking? Yeah, oh,
1: sure. no, that's what that's what it is. How did I it miss has... that? He he goes over it. and He's like, look, it has eyes, it has yes. the mouth, and, and then this he starts is... winding it up when she's in the.
0: <gasps> this is all coming to me right now. How did yeah. I see? This is what this movie actually has some fucking layers to it, yeah. you guys. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Continue, David. Please go.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I I'm gonna rock with uh, with TikTok.
2: Rock with sure.
1: TikTok. i'm gonna rock with tiktok because i just thought yeah he was he was a good dude and he kept he kept things moving along as long as you wound him up and he protected her from the wheelies and he just has a great voice yeah, yeah. I, if, if everybody had their own tiktok like how cool would that be
2: it'd be very cool i do feel like it like the gump is kind of a talking car and jack is kind of a goober so nobody likes them that much
0: i honestly when i saw this okay i did again i love watching movies where i don't watch the trailer i have no idea julie i was like can be on the podcast and she's like let's watch this movie i was like great find it watch it i'm watching it and i'm like did they literally just try to make like a b squad of the original characters like now i know Mm. that it's about the it's about the books and we have like source material but like You've got Jack, he's clearly the scarecrow, okay? Very similar characteristics. You've got TikTok, he's the Tin Man. You've got Gump, he's the Cowardly Lion. There's like elements that are, and then Toto is a chicken now, Belina. So there's like, they yeah. literally took from the first film and they're like, this worked. Mm-hmm. Now let's make more ridiculous versions and it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna lose $17 million at the domestic box office. <laughs> Everybody's gonna love it, let's go.
2: Yeah, it's like upside down world. Uh, wizard of Oz,
0: like i said b squad or like it's Mm -hmm. like when you go to like hollywood boulevard and you've got like Man instead of Mm spider-man because they (laughs) doesn't want to get an infringement um let's talk about the diversity
2: in this film we got a chicken (laughs) We got a pumpkin
1: (laughs) you got a robot (laughs) you got
2: a got a bunch of heads yeah Mm -hmm. any
0: any black people
1: any what people black people I don't think so. You got uh, Rollerbladers though. That's probably a first. First Rollerbladers in cinema history.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Those guys (laughs) were were like uh, acrobats or something. Something cool.
0: Well, I was trying to think about the original film, 1939. So like sometimes on this podcast, I feel like it's cheating when we pick a movie from before the fifties, because like, obviously it's going to have seriously problematic shit, but we've talked about it a little bit. Like we've done a couple of movies from the eighties and like, sometimes it's surprising. Like there are characters, like people of color and stuff like this. It's never the gender or uh, racial diversity that we get now at all, because people are consciously making a choice to do that and to be like, oh, this is actually reflective of human, of like life that we have now. But yeah, I don't think I noticed one person of any other ethnicity than what you could call white in this film am i wrong
2: i was looking mostly in oz at the end Mm -hmm. to see if that was and it wasn't and that's a shame because why not that's yeah but um it just wasn't a priority
0: i just don't even think it crossed the casting people's minds or the director's minds like you know we did hook and we talk about like how yeah you can look in the crowd and you see a couple of people but still you know not not to the level
1: so where, what timeline, this is supposed to take place basically 1839, or it's, sorry, 1939, 1940?
2: It's, it's, it's six yeah, months it's after. Earlier, I think. Well,
1: no. Because so 19- when did Oz take place originally? Well, this is six months see, after. The
2: books were written in the 1900s. Yeah. 1920s. Right. And she doesn't really
0: have electricity
2: in the original yeah.
0: one, right? Yeah.
1: So where I'm going is how many minorities were in Kansas? Because this is a story about Kansas people. Um, right. She, she, Dorothy's in that cart driving to get electrocuted. And she's like, I've never been past East street or whatever. Mm -hmm. So she's not even been really past those couple two buildings, which you probably call downtown. Mm -hmm. So like what there, you could have maybe a worker or something like that in the, in the healthcare facility. Um, other than that, like right, what,
0: but but Oz is a magical fantastical place. Yeah,
1: you could have people in Oz, I'm talking, but but then you're relating characters but to But then we're se- that's where we're on like exactly. Yeah. So, if you can't just, you know, but maybe Dorothy was woke so at are, that time and she turned <laughs> the doctor into a black doctor. Are you telling <laughs> So, okay, so
0: this is very interesting. So, like obviously in both films we see people from her real life in Oz, okay, in different capacities so explain to me the munchkin. So did she know a ton of like little people in Kansas in her real life? Like, do you know? I, I mean, I know that this-
1: child labor and they had, oh. maybe those represented other kids well, and they couldn't get a nice. bunch of kid actors.
2: I think that's just like, I mean, that's just part of, that was just invention in the mind of bomb, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's all that. And then like, even, you know, the troll king and this is, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's a... It's a the Gnome it's a, King? It's a guy from... Or the Gnome King, yeah.
1: Gnome King. <laughs> I like you the know, Troll King. The Troll King. See King. A guy just on the computer. Uh, uh, people. <laughs> no,
0: he was interesting though. So so again, spoiler alert, at the end of the film, he they come to try and find the Scarecrow and rip, Like he they basically have this like, if you go into this room, you have to pick which one of these objects I've turned these guys into, which is hilarious to me. It literally... Like what a long winded version of doing something bad to someone. It's like the bond villains. So That's like, I'm going to hang you over this piranha pool and then I'm going to walk away. And I, it's going to lower slowly. So they have three guesses each. They go into this museum like place and they have to find these artifacts. And if she puts her hands on the right one and says, this is a scarecrow, he gets released from being an object. And then they come to find out that it's all the green ones that are like Oz. Um, and every time she releases someone, sorry, every time someone gets stuck in an object, the gnome king comes further and further out of the rock.
2: That was cool.
1: To become yeah. human.
2: To become human. Yeah. Which so I was that? I for years. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't really. It didn't occur to me until this most recent watching that he was becoming trans. Like he was transforming so more he's and more into stealing a human. Stealing their life force. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is what the doctor was doing to kids and people in his hospital because Ozma came to her room and said, you know, there's people that are stuck here in the basement because they didn't come out of that treatment so well. So uh, part of this is having Dorothy forget about, um, you know, Oz, basically. So if she forgets, he becomes that doctor becomes stronger because he's doing his job, basically correct, how he thinks his science should be, right? Because he's so attached to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah
0: that's fascinating and then they get the scarecrow and he's like a way worse version of the original scarecrow he's like a man <laughs> yeah. in a mosque that's a re- that's a rent a scarecrow right there Next budget
1: think, too? i
2: just like i was i was looking for that thing that like great you know the great idea the great seed of like what's the most important as billy crystal would say in uh city slickers that one thing yeah the thing that's most important to you this one thing um and for dorothy it's her friends it's like right. her big thing is like I need to save my friends. That's worth that's worth risking everything for, which is mm-hmm. both super touching and also kind of weird. I mean, that's Very kind of crazy. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy um, thing to hat to hang an entire fantasy narrative on.
1: But again, like if you go back to to Disney, well, I mean, if that's if they stuck more to the book and that's her character how she was written too, so that parallels how disney is and they're pushing this value of of friendship Mm and throughout this movie another thing i saw that was interesting is she yells at toto when they're pulling out to stay there and that's her starting to disconnect from like her childhood is Mm -hmm. one of the articles i read and that was like the start of it
2: yeah Um, makes sense
1: yeah where she never would have yelled at toto you know to stay like she would want him on that adventure with her but she says hold on like i'm doing she's like stay
2: here dog i take the chicken very (laughs) self-possessed and mature about staying in the insane asylum
0: yeah uh we didn't really talk about it but like that is something that is fully aged like milk is the mom or sorry the aunt just being like be nice to the doctors babe
2: yeah (laughs) i'm gonna shoot you full of electricity you do get a sense too that she's like i guess this is this man is a doctor and he knows best Mm -hmm. like this is state of the art the electroshock therapy and we're blessed to be is it.
1: scary. Why did they think
0: that electricity just fixed everything back in the day? It was like a new invention, I guess. Yeah.
2: They
1: they weird. still do that today.
2: Yeah.
1: It like resets your brain in some cases. Oof. So if like a patient wants to try that, whether do they do they're like bipolar. <laughs> I'm not sure about little kids anymore, but and also um, she was
0: just like, well, honey, I'll see you tomorrow, and like I'm yeah. gonna leave you at this creepy mansion. Yeah. People just were leaving their kids everywhere back in yeah. those days. Like different good times, luck. man.
2: Good which luck is, with that.
1: Which is wild. Like you think something might work, and you said right. leading leading technology, and they put you put your trust in somebody, and then they totally mess that kid up or one of your loved ones. I mean, like, we've no, seen this it. was they're better now. Yeah, they can't really we've, talk, but we've seen it with medicine.
0: Sleep. Medicine is an evolving science, right? And things that we thought we knew are wrong. And then we get like more information. I mean, it's its fascinating. I mean, not to call anyone out in particular, but um, there was a certain public figure that believed that injecting yourself with hydroxychloroquine, <laughs> how do you say it? Hydroxychloroquine? <laughs> Uh,
2: hydroxychloroquine
0: Uh, hydroxychloroquine could combat COVID. yeah he was some guy that i don't think he held a big office in american Mm -hmm. government but um he was very influential at Mm -hmm. one time so no it is it's super fascinating i do have some fun facts for you guys actually about this (gasps) film emma ridley who plays ozma also auditioned for the role of dorothy and other actresses that auditioned for the role included drew barrymore (gasps) alanis morissette (gasps) Uh Elizabeth Berkeley and Juliet Lewis.
2: Wow. So
0: that would have been a little bit of a different film. Drew Barrymore. She would have been like, wow.
1: Yeah, but maybe it's a good thing what none of them e. got that was role. E.
2: Earlier? Was E.T. before that? E.T. would have e. been E.T.
1: might have been later 80s, like mid mm-hmm. 80s. Later. She would have been too young then, I
0: think.
2: Yeah, maybe. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that was a good uh, a good did you know? Another one is uh tim curry was considered to play the gnome king oh. which would have been super interesting um this scene where dorothy falls onto the couch with a thud that took 11 takes Poor <gasps> oh thing she did have a <laughs> stunt
1: double i noticed so that was good Wait, what 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 they have child stunt doubles
0: hell yeah they do <laughs> Oh, yeah
1: um, i did just look it up et was 82 so
2: oh okay so
0: drew yeah. had a had a film under a bill yeah, yeah. that would have been different i think it was good that Feroza was like not well known fruza's awesome
2: in this movie she's so good it's great
0: so another fun fact was originally the scarecrow the tin woodsman and the cowardly lion were supposed to have more prominent roles in the film but because of budget cuts their appearances were reduced to cameos at the very wow. end interesting much. so yeah mm-hmm. um it's fascinating. You're right. Like to see how far Disney's comes since this movie. Mm. I don't know if they, I don't know if I've seen any of these characters at Disneyland no. running around.
2: <laughs> well, the movie was a flop, but it's a cult it's a cult favorite. Like it's, it's like a pop culture f- phenomenon.
0: I'd be going to be very curious to see who from our listeners has like what, you know, we always like say like, Oh, this is a movie we're talking about. I'm curious to see if people have seen it or if we will encourage
1: people to go see it. You know what I mean?
2: Oh man. I really want everyone to see this movie. because I do love it so much. And you
1: love this movie more than the labyrinth.
2: Oh gosh. That's like choosing uh, between pizza and pizza. Uh, so
1: which, which one do you like pizza or pizza? Well, that's tough because I I grew up I watched the labyrinth a bunch growing up so yeah um, I think probably I kind I'd of have really... to go
2: labyrinth yeah. I love labyrinth but this is a very close second. close second okay and... okay also can we quickly touch on lunchpail tree very important oh very cool tree. I liked that
0: v- ham oh. sandwich and
2: desert Oof. yeah <laughs> pull a sandwich out of a, I mean like the details like the visual sort of puppetry practical yeah. effects details of this
1: film. That's cool, and so, those wheelers, wheelers turn says. to sand.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. turning to, so yeah.
0: that concept, and you should see this film, but if she touches the sand, she turns into sand. And uh, that's kind of fucked up. If I was a kid, I'd be pretty scared. Also extremely convenient that there was a path of stones to get her Oh yeah, over, otherwise yeah. she would have been. I mean, it's
1: like yeah. playing hot lava as a kid.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah.
1: jump from couch to chair.
2: That was the animal city. What's happened to everybody? She has
0: returned to us. Are you Dorothy Gale? They will get past Mom I am TikTok. My name's Jack Pumpkinhead. What happened to the
1: Emerald City? Gnome King turned everyone to stone. I'd rather take my chances back in Kansas. Nobody knows where you are. I believe I'll lock you in the tower till your head is ready. Then I'll take it. I believe you will not.
0: David, who do you want to shout out from the coastal crew of this film?
1: Okay, I am going with Tim Rose, who actually played my guy, TikTok.
2: Uh So
1: he's actually done a ton of stuff. He was in a bunch of the Star Wars movies as like one of the alien guys with the big eyes, uh, which I thought was cool looking into this, like Return of the Jedi. Uh, He was Howard the Duck. He was in The Force Awakens. So uh, he's had some interesting work, basically. So I just think it's kind of cool these actors out there exist like that, whether they're doing some voice work, like some practical effects sitting was, in a chair was he for physi- hours
0: he was he physically inside tiktok
1: yeah he's listed as tiktok wow there's actually a couple people listed as tiktok
0: yeah so i read one guy was upside down but i think that was okay. michael Sundon. michael Sundon. yeah and, and i think t- tim rose played like the majority yeah
1: yeah and then sean barrett uh says is listed to be tiktok's voice
0: Interesting. Yeah, so it's, um, it, was it was TikTok a by
1: committee because there was three things to wind up. So, one played probably the motor functions. One played, you know, the thinking, and one talked.
0: That's awesome. TikTok is such a great character,
2: Julie. Do you have someone? I look. <laughs> I would just like to give a general shout out to the Oscar nominated special effects of this Hell movie. Hell yeah. It was the only thing it was nominated for, of course, because wasn't it winning any the writing awards. awards. <laughs> yeah. But the the special effects are amazing. Like the practical effects, I just love practical effects and I miss them so much. So shout out to the special effects team of this film big time we see you and we appreciate you appreciate you you. what do you got Paris I have
0: Michael Culling he was the animal trainer of Bellina and he (laughs) has actually done a lot of movies he worked on Sleepy Hollow he worked on Alien 3 he worked on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark listen I've always heard you don't Work with children or animals. This film had both in big capacities. So shout out to Michael. We see you and we appreciate we you. Appreciate you. And now, Julie slash David, you know about this. This is the part where we decide like the film has if the film has H like milk or not. Julie, <laughs> you chose this movie. What do you reckon? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I watched this movie and then like two days later I tried to get my boyfriend to watch it again. So I would say this movie's doing just great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice david what do you reckon
1: um you know i i saw like the poster for this when you sent it to me and i was like she wants us to watch what talk about what never even heard about this movie before um and i came in you know a little skeptical i'm like oh man i bet you know this is gonna age but i took that filter off i said i'm just gonna sit back and watch this movie and then after i watched it the first time i'm like eh And then I read up a little bit and then I watched it again and I'm like, there is so much built into this that maybe people just didn't get it or they didn't have the right mindset. And being in some film classes, studying film in college, one of the main things that my teachers tried to drive home is you can watch something, go back five, 10 years later, and you can have a totally different experience. So I think with this movie, I think you could watch this a bunch of different times different times throughout your life. And you could have those different experiences, and for that reason, I am saying this movie did not age like milk because you could sip it once, it could be strawberry, you could sip it in 20 more, you know. Next time, it could be cookies and cream. So, shout out to my boy TikTok (laughs) Trailblazer. (laughs) And I do not think this movie is like
2: milk.
1: (laughs) TikTok,
2: gotta wind up them thinking, waiting inside a stone cell for you to say that. Oh, that was
0: sad. He talks about how his like his he screamed until his voice ran down and they yeah. walked around till his voice his movement ran down that he was thinking until his thinking ran down just waiting for dorothy to come home and save <laughs> oz i i think we're trifecta i do not think this film aged like milk Yay. i i think uh i don't think that's happened for a while i think the outside of this film like you get this milk and you're like and you blow the the, the dust off the milk carton. and you're like when did this milk come out what and then you try it and you're like oh this milk is actually real fresh what the fuck maybe it's been inside like a bunker maybe it's been inside like a, a room with a bunch of heads like just sitting in there you know what i mean but it's pretty good it's pretty good i will say i do think it age like milk that there was no black people or people of color representation i think this is the first movie in a while where the women were portrayed well and of course something that is age like milk is something we touched on a lot which is you don't drop your child <laughs> off at a place where they want to shoot electricity into her brain. Okay, Different just sense. don't do that. So, they all—they
1: so. all got theirs. Uh, They—the doctor died trying to go get his machines, and then you saw um, the nurse was caught um, off. Ama or whatever, mm-hmm. she was getting hauled off to prison. So yeah, the bad mm-hmm. guys in the end got theirs.
0: And then Auntie M was like, "She's fine. Everything's great." Oh,
1: Uncle ran to her, picked her up, and he's hopping around. <laughs>
0: after he had a bum leg for a while. Yeah, yeah.
1: so The adrenaline, you know, yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. He was caking it.
0: Well, I really think everyone should go and see this film. Yay! It's fun. <laughs> I watched it on Amazon. It was like three bucks. It was worth it. You yeah, could have sure.
1: watched it for free on Disney Plus.
0: True story. Shit, I have
1: Disney, oh my <laughs> but god. But you're supporting the arts, so thank you Paris.
0: Oh, uh, Actually, we got rid of Disney Plus and I have secretly been using our friend Sean. So I <laughs> need to get it back. I love Disney Plus. I think it's amazing hire because me Cruella's disney is coming out yeah but uh julie where can people find you if they want to follow your creative journey or hire you staff her buy her movies and i'm um, sorry another film just to give her a little shout out that she wrote ghosties just got into the final semi-finals of the nantucket film festival which is a huge deal i want someone to buy this movie and make it i know you want to make it yourself. Um, but no. Where can people find you?
2: Oh, uh, well, that's very kind. Thank you so much. I do hope I can move it. I can make this movie. So, um, let's see. So, yeah, you can find me at juliesharbet.com I'm on Twitter at Charbet, uh Instagram at jcsharbs. Um, three days, my horror film is on Alter, which is a great platform, and um, my film moved is on Amazon awesome Absolutely.
0: well we love supporting up and comers you're doing great thank you for coming onto the podcast thank you for introducing david to this movie he clearly feels very strongly
1: about it i would like to have you back to do labyrinth
0: oh yeah I would let's do that do in a heartbeat yeah, yeah let's do it that movie scared the absolute living fuck out of me as a 27 year old so let's see how i go i know it's
1: jump baby jump
2: yeah let's see 80s kid movie mission really was just to scare the bejesus out of everybody (laughs) they were like let's toughen them up yep yeah
0: Um, well thanks again Julie for joining us thank you thanks for having me guys always a pleasure David you should probably check your fridge
1: make sure that milk ain't spoiled
0: gross milk is gross thanks guys catch you on the next one see you bye